0: Welcome to to the Dangerously Divine Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Loren, entrepreneur, life coach, and your new spiritual bestie. We dive deep into all things feminine magnetism, mindset, and empowerment. Prepare to unlock your full potential and activate your feminine gifts. If you're an ambitious woman who's ready to stop playing small, step into your feminine power and claim a life beyond your wildest dreams, then you're in the right place. So go ahead and, and turn up the volume. volume. You're about to hear juicy stories, inspirational advice, and transformational tips that'll help you up-level your life and align with the divine goddess within you. More self-confidence, freedom, and abundance are all just a play away. Thank you for listening and enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Dangerously Divine podcast. This is going to be our last episode of 2023. Thank you all so much for listening. I am so excited for this episode because we're going to be doing something a little new, a little different, but I promise you will all love it. We have Jenny Afon from the podcast Lunch Party who was previously on the show and she was talking about her previous company, about her photography, and she did plug her tarot reading and she is here today to Give us a wonderful collective reading for our energy for 2024. So Jenny, thank you so much for being here again on the Dangerously <laughs> Divine Podcast. Well,
1: thank you, Rachel, for this honor and just just filled with so much gratitude that you invited me back. And especially for this, this is something that has kind of been more in the back burner for me for the past, I'd say, eight or nine years and just in the past six months, actually near the start of your launch, um, podcast party, um, putting this more on the forefront of doing readings and helping people in this way is so it's newer for me. So thank you for seeing me and, um, allowing me to be here with you.
0: Yes. I thought this would be a great way to end the year and give us all that clarity on the new energy that we're about to step into and, I know listeners might be thinking like tarot readings or any kind of card readings are pretty personalized, but we as a collective of listeners of this show all share in that energy and the energy of feminine embodiment and wanting to better ourselves and reach for our highest level self. So I feel like, yes, readings should be personal, but Hopefully there will be, no, not hopefully, <laughs> there will be something that we can all take away from this. Um, so why don't you give us a little bit of background for anyone who hasn't done a tarot reading or an Oracle reading? Um, how does the process usually go? And is it anything that is, you know, a little witchy going <laughs> on or uh, if people have their apprehensions, is there anything that you can say to maybe put their mind at ease?
1: Of course. And just first of all, to anyone who has been hesitant or apprehensive you know, to these types of modalities of healing, um, I would just say that is valid. And, and, and in the sense of like, we are scared of what we don't know. And so um, there is a lot that these types of readings can bring up, mainly because they act as a mirror almost instantaneously so what i like to say um is and what i kind of tell my clients um for my readings is that it's not necessarily um the cards that you get or you know the messages that come through or a certain tarot card um that comes out from the deck it's more so what that card sparks in you and the reflections that you then have
0: yeah. Beautifully said. You have to be putting in equal amounts of energy yes. into your own life. And the reading is just a guide. I'm, I'm happy that you clarified that for us. So if there is anyone listening who is a little um, apprehensive to keep listening, I would encourage you to challenge any of those beliefs that you might have and just know that we have your best interest at heart. One hundred (laughs) percent, yes. All right, Jenny, why don't we kick it off? Okay,
1: let's do this. So today, before we get into the main cards, I wanted to pull from the Keepers of the Light Oracle cards and essentially ask who is going to be, I guess, in other words, our sponsor for the reading. So this is a card that's full of spiritual masters or gods or goddesses. So we'll see— Who's going to help hold the space for us today? Let's see. Who's going to help hold the space for us today? Okay. We got three, so I'm just going to take them out here. But the first one. It's a
0: party. It's a party.
1: We, it is a party. We have three amigos here. So it says the divine director, intervention, Ooh. and purpose. It says, divine intervention is occurring. Know that you're being guided. Happiness is your purpose. So that's our first first one. The second one, and I have never, I haven't seen that guy a lot. I haven't seen that card a lot. So I'm curious what his story is. But Huan Yin is the second, care and compassion. And I think she comes, I want to say, and don't quote me on this, but I want to say maybe Japanese mythology. Quan Yin, and it says, choose to be loved, do what is right for everyone involved, offer a helping hand. And the third supportive energy we have today is faith, humanity, and benevolence. And it says, stay calm, trust the good in yourself and others, and see the light in the world.
0: Wow. That's so wonderful, because I feel like even just, <laughs> even just to begin, I that's— know. That's the energy of exactly what we're doing right here. We're feeding into ourselves, but also into the whole collective. And we need three guides here, you know? We do.
1: There's a lot of, I mean, 2023 kind of in a nutshell, past, you know, going past the pandemic and coming out of it and going into these kind of new and energetically charged collective happenings. Like 2023 was... Still, like a big year, and so coming out of that into twenty twenty four, I'm sensing it's gonna it's gonna take a similar tone, and it's gonna be one of faith. How do we fill our cup while while also helping others fill their cup? It's such a delicate balance, and I think in twenty twenty four there's gonna be a for the collective, and you know for our listeners here that. There's going to be this um I would say new integration of that, or maybe a new way that you've never experienced that before, um, which I feel like intervention and purpose with with that message of there's something I can feel in twenty twenty four that's for anyone or in on a collective level that's just gonna make make you question just how am I going to do this path, how you know how are we going to move forward as a collective and that intervention piece of it, I think is going to be something that we all go through, whether it's on a big level next year or personal, um it's gonna ask a lot of us. But that's not to say that we're not ready either.
0: I love that.
1: Yes. So those are our three supportive energies. They're gonna be holding the space for us. So thank thank you three for being here. Thank you. (laughs) We appreciate that. So I know you mentioned having a couple questions. That you may want to ask?
0: Yeah, I'll kick us yeah. off with a pretty generic okay. question. Let's do it. What is the energy that is anticipated for the upcoming mm. year of 2024? Let's do it.
1: I'm going to pull one tarot and see what it says. And this is from the Neo Tarot deck. And I'll show deck here. Neo Tarot. It's very beautiful. It's one of my favorite decks. It comes with, um, with each card, it comes with like journal prompts and really beautiful reflective questions. So if you're new to tarot, this is a deck I would really highly recommend. Okay. All right. This is a big card to pull. Overall energy for 2024.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Kick us off asking the big questions. What is it?
1: What is it? Okay. Well, I'll say I just heard the the word reclaim. So there might be something around that too. Okay. I'm picking it. I'm picking it out. Queen of cups. Oh, I like this. I
0: love a queen.
1: Yes, we do. So cups are all. What does that mean? Cups are all about emotion and can signify, you know, love, um, your internal world. But the queen is one of the cards that denotes just your, your mastery of sorts, right? And I love that, you know, even on your podcast about feminine energy, this queen coming out and really reminding us of how we can be the queen of our own emotion, our own emotional world. What does that even look like? And the saying is really, I mean, when I think of it now, the saying that most of us know is like, how do you be the king of this or the king of that, right? But what does it mean to be the queen of your emotional world? And that gave me chills. (laughs) So that's a big question. (laughs) That's a big, that's that's a big question. So for 2024, I'm feeling that with this card too, that, if you look at it, the visuals, it's almost this very delicate balancing act, right? Of foot on ball, holding the cup and the ball and everything. But but you know, they're doing it solidly, confidently, even with a long braid. <laughs> like, even with all of these things in life that may be pulling at you or potential obstruction or obstacle, it's like, no, I'm still gonna hold the cups. I'm still gonna balance on the ball. And I have my guardian angel gang gang up there as well. Mm -hmm. So with thinking about the queen of your emotion, it's making me have this feeling and sense of like that trust and faith, right? Well, faith coming up before in our supportive cards of what does it really mean to, once you have your feminine energy set, what does it mean to then- move forward in a, I guess, I guess in like a strong way within your feminine, if that makes sense, in a masculine, masculine way. Does that make sense? And so what I'm, I'm feeling is that once we become the queen of our emotions, it's like, how do you continue to have confidence and be assertive in that, right? And when I say assertive, some might think, oh, that's masculine. But it's like, no, I'm, I know who I am. I know what I deserve. And that's that. So
0: I love that you said that because I've spoken to a lot of clients and they, when they think feminine energy, they automatically think femininity. They think soft feminine. Mm. And I have to retrain them and be like, no, the Mm. the feminine is wild. She is crazy and erratic and emotional. And those are words that have been weaponized by the patriarchy to be Mm. negative. But really, we have to reclaim those words, take them back. You said the word reclaim yes. before you even pulled the Queen of Cups. Yeah, We have to reclaim yes. those words as our own. Mm. And yeah, I think it's one step to feel your emotions. It's another step to acknowledge them, change them, you know, embody your yeah. emotions. And then it's another step. And this is where the like, alignment of it comes in. It's another step to master your emotions. Right. And that's, that's the next level.
1: That is, that is the next level. And that's what I'm feeling with this too and this visual as well. It's just you have mastered that emotional side of you, right? And our emotions are what propel us in any direction, whether it's up, down, right, or left. But um, when we do tap into that emotional world, Things start moving, right? And like you said, once we can master that, we can actually use our emotions as a a tool and not be as scared of them or um, shy away from them. So in that sense, especially feeling the energy of 2023 more on a collective level, there is definitely some, I would say, instability emotionally in the collective, just of all the crazy things that are happening. And I think next year is going to be now that this past year has happened. There's going to be this um, integration of everything we're learning as a collective, which is exciting. Um, but we all know what it's like when a baby starts to learn how to walk. It it can get a little um, you know a little messy, and you might fall or anything. Learning to do anything, so having that patience and grace for yourself. And everyone else next year, <laughs> it's going to be
0: um, be a big one. And it, for anyone who missed it, that card also had the two guardian angels yes. on it. Yes, and so yes, I just wanted to hit on that point again. That you know we're talking a lot about the the feminine and emotions, but to mm-hmm. me, and and you can tell me if I'm wrong. It's like you're you're always guided, yes, and you're never alone. Yep, and. A lot of times, our emotions make us feel like we're alone, mm. and in that card, seeing those guardian angels is like you're—you're you're never alone,
1: never, never. And a lot of people, and it's interesting because you know, I think we get so um, get so into our own circles at times and forget that other people are living totally different realities. But a lot of people will be coming online next year at an even quicker rate than we've seen, just because of this kind of exponential growth curve. Um, of awakening and people, you know, coming up against their emotions and being like, what the heck, what is going on inside of me? So I think next year, those of us who can really embody this queen of cups, this queen of your emotional world, are really going to be way showers and anchors for 2024. So that's exciting. Could feel like a lot to carry, but... Like you said, we're always supported. We're always supported.
0: I have on my uh, 444 bracelet right now. Oh my God, and yes. that's Protected by <laughs> angels. Yes. And uh, I saw that in the card and I was like, yep, I, I know this is our reading.
1: This is it. This is it 100%. Is oh, it? I just opened a new deck and inside it said, you are always guided. Always guided. Yes. <laughs> always supported. You're not alone. Just confirmation, y'all. I'm gonna pull um, one more from the spirit allies. That's just gonna give us a little bit more context to this queen of emotions. So let me show you the front of it. So spirit allies. So these are animals or plant medicine, Um, can be astrology. Yeah, it's a really beautiful deck. So we'll see, can you give us any more information on this queen of cups? Ooh, okay. We got, I'm going to have to look into the book for this one, but we got salvia, which I know is a plant medicine. Yes. I have to look into and see what the book says about this. So 35. Are you familiar with- The only
0: thing I know about salvia is when Miley Cyrus did it. (laughs) There's a video of her online and that was when she like entered her like bad girl phase. Do Do you remember that? I vaguely do. I do. And it was, I do, that's, I didn't remember it being
1: Salvia though, but that's hilarious. I love that you brought that up though. Cause I feel like that's such a, um, poignant message of the feminine too. Of oh yeah. Right. Going to the bad girl phase and everyone's like, oh my God. we were like, I'm just being me, <laughs> just being me. Okay. So here's what this says here about Salvia in the little book. It says, Salia is here to act as a channel between you and your spirit guides. Open your mind's eye and be willing to receive the information that is ready to present itself to you. Keep a record of what you notice throughout your day to refer to later in meditation or research and pinpoint the themes your guides are trying to address. Messages from the divine can be stowed in many forms, whether it comes in dreams, meditations, or synchronicities that seem too good to be true. Welcome these messages with open arms and embrace the healing that comes with this visual communication. And the journal prompt is, for those who may want to journal about this, the journal prompt is, how can I work to be more receptive to divine guidance? So I love this so much because it's giving us more of those tangible tools. um, How can we actually implement this energy in our life? And I would say in 2024, if you don't already have a journaling practice, or a self-reflection practice. Go out and research, you know, different methods and ways you can to really start to see and like see outside of you what your emotional world is actually like, right? Like we can keep it all inside, but once we start to put it on paper or maybe it's a painting practice and you can start to see those feelings um, and colors. I think with the salvia coming up here, it's this reminder of, how do we start to actually create a life and create rituals and practices that allow us to feel safe to bring those feelings out? So, that is going to be huge next year. And I myself. I love. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was going to say, I love that it said, like, like, listening to the messages from the Mm -hmm. divine, like, in more than one modality. Yes. Because that, to me, is saying, like, yeah, your emotions are one way of receiving messages, but also it's not the only way. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes women especially get so wrapped up in their emotionality Mm -hmm. and, you know, they have an influx of feelings and, you know, it's like, accompanied by like hormones sometimes. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. It's it's just my period or, you know, whatever. It's my time of the month. I'm sorry. I'm being emotional and erratic and whatever. Mm. And I've always told all of my friends that like, don't ever apologize for being emotional on your period. right? Because like that is the divine guidance leading you. Yes. Like when you're not on your period and you're not emotional mm. you're just living in the 3D mm-hmm. like you should be so grateful for the emotions when you're on your period Yeah. I'm sorry I'm saying the word period a lot of <laughs> okay. times some people uncomfortable no, that's uh, uh, get, get over it, yeah, <laughs> it be, we need I to say so. period more often period it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah so many women are afraid of their emotions mm-hmm. and for those I feel like I would say Get over it. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. I would say learn how to listen to your emotions. Yes. But also, yeah. if if being in, attuned to your emotions and feeling them doesn't come naturally to you, like you said, there's other ways of painting your emotions, mm-hmm. like both literally and figuratively. Yeah, um, going through the process of feeling it in a different way.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And i I, I would say too, just next year. You know, once we get into after January and February, right like after the new year wears off to like check in again with yourself because it is easy to start off strong and that's okay and just having grace and and, and recognize we're all human, but maybe just every month maybe just once a month if you can check in with yourself emotionally and make that kind of a point of your self care and um, advocating for yourself, right? Because really, we are advocating for ourselves when we do self-care and emotionally, like you're saying, Rachel, it's we've been taught to um, demonize them when it's not at all that
0: at all. Love that, and I'm gonna put that in my daily planner because I've been thinking of ways to fill up my daily planner, mm-hmm. you know, in the new year. Yeah, and I have, you know, like do a face mask yes. or like. Uh, water the plants mm-hmm. and things like that and while those are also important for you know self-care whatever and keeping the promises we make to ourselves, I love that you said to do that emotional check-in
1: right just how am I feeling you know you said you said water the plants and I thought or I heard yeah you're, now it's time to water yourself so let me water me and and see how I'm doing um and maybe it's not once a month maybe it's even once a quarter right but it's the intention and setting that out, setting that path forward, right? Because if we can prepare ourselves, um, it'll be more accessible for us. So as far as the theme goes, I love this. I think for emotional, this emotional world of ours and really focusing that on that in the next year feels really good because on a collective level, this year has been a lot of crazy, uh, just heartbreaking, tumultuous, you know, chaotic physical energy on the 3D. And now it's like, how do we move forward from that in this next year to continue to stay
0: balanced? Yeah. Beautiful. So that is the theme. Gorgeous. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm yes. so excited. I know. I'm like, after
1: this, I'm ready.
0: I'm ready. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I love what you mentioned about kind of like coming out of COVID because we talk about this on almost every episode but there's something to be said about it in so many different lights yeah. but um i feel like 2023 has been a big half breath of relief yeah that like we're getting back to normal but also what is normal anymore and i feel so like awakened mm. in myself that I can't go back to the things that I used to do. And then I'm still trying to in some regard, but still trying to like look forward into the future. So that's why I said like half a breath of relief because while we're not having to like lock down and like worry about our families and all of the stress and trauma that came with COVID. Mm -hmm. Now we're kind of waking up to this new energy and being like, Oh, okay. Now what? Yes. Yes. It's, It's that it
1: was that you know, COVID was more of that three D physical expression of just craziness, um, discombobulated energy. You know, that's trying to actually reconfigure itself and build something anew. But coming out of that is now this question of emotionally and spiritually, right? I think everyone's tapping into those bodies more of um, now that our nervous systems. You know, for those of us who's who can have our nervous systems settle. A bit, um, that question just starts to rear its head even louder because we've gone through so much as a collective and it's very rare that everyone goes through that on a global scale to then come out of it. And now it's like that conscious choice moving forward. We are, everyone's, whether people are quote unquote spiritual or not, everyone is way more aware than they were in 2019.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. yeah we're we're out here we're doing it we're out
1: here <laughs> what um, yeah what do you so got next for us that is our theme
0: because this is a feminine magnetism yes. podcast i have to ask about ways that we as individuals mm. can maybe align with our feminine energy and with our highest selves in 2024 and what that looks like. Mm,
1: I like this. I think there's I think we started off real strong with that theme right of the emotional world, so I want to dig in even deeper um with this deck that is called the Medicine Woman Oracle, which is I think perfect for this right. question.
0: You have so many decks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had a lot, and I don't even read tarot, but I have like six or seven. That was honestly
1: partly one of the reasons why I was like, I should probably just start offering readings because I have so many decks (laughs) anyway.
0: Like, (laughs) need to put these two. I mean, they're so beautiful. I can't help but buy them sometimes.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm right there with you. Okay, so let's see. What can we do to align our feminine energy? Well, it's the other word that just came up after reclaim is recover? So... Oh, I think there's this, this moment of, I mean, any healing process too, right? There's always steps to it. But after reclaiming that, acknowledging whatever power you may lo- have lost or the thing that's coming back to you, that part of your soul, there, there's that reclamation point. But there's also this point of recovering as far as what, the way it's coming up is as rest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... Really honoring, and I think for the feminine energy too, of how much, and we talked about this too in our in, um, previous podcast, but um, how much there is to be gained from resting. You. Okay, so let's pull a card. What can we do? Alrighty, here comes the card. Oh my goodness. I
0: love it. Sacred sexuality. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. I, I'm so stoked to hear what this has to do with mastering our emotions and that whole Gosh. theme, because I feel like normally they're pretty separate, but
1: yeah, give yeah. me the
0: interpretation.
1: Yes. So the little message on the bottom says, reconnect with the, the source of your divine sexuality. So to me, oh, and up at the top, it says creation, which is what I was just about to say. To me, you know, obviously there's physical sexuality and then, the source of that really is from our sacral chakra, which is our creative center. So in a lot of ways, I feel like this is not just saying, you know, go out and be this physical sexual creature. You can do that by, you know, by any means. I think there's a deeper question here of how do you use that magic of your womb center? What, if you're a female, um, or the idea of a womb, if you don't have one, how do you use that, that idea of creation to really tap into your feminine side. And I think what I'm feeling is the more we're able to tap into that and allow more of our creativity to flow, we're actually embodying the feeling of our emotions. So it actually comes back to like painting, right? And expressing yourself through art. That's just one way. Um, But there's something very visceral I'm feeling about that in this next year of... Putting ourselves in that physical space, um, whether it is being intimate with someone or intimate with yourself, you can do that sexually, but how are there, how are these other ways you can tap into that creative womb that we all have as females or that you can tap into if you don't have a womb? So if you look at this, very much feels kind of like a womb, the circle and that creation
0: with the snake there and the serpent. I'm curious. What is that? Do you know? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask you, do you know what serpents mean? Because I was Medusa one year for Halloween and then just became obsessed with this idea of the serpent and that reading into the biblical translations of it. So I'm really interested to hear your take on what that means in this card.
1: I would say like that Kundalini energy um, with, with the serpent, right? And it's, this idea of that the Kundalini rising, right? And in, another, in other words, if people aren't familiar with Kundalini, it's just in simple terms, that spark you have for life: passion and feeling alive, not feeling like an MPC. <laughs> like you're an actual human who has desires and you know can, wants to love and tap into their sexuality and. With the serpent here, it makes me feel like there's this... Well, now that I'm looking at it actually closer, it's very interesting with the spiral. So the snake is actually in the spiral, which the spiral is a very powerful symbol of just life, right? Because life is kind of on this spiral trajectory. And I'm wondering if next year with creation, there's going to be... I want, okay, so now the reclaim is coming back. I think there's a part of your, there's a part of the create, the creative womb in the sacral chakra area that is wanting to be reclaimed. And that can mean so many different things, right? And I think we've, as a collective, have been feeling this for a while, right? With just the movement of the feminine rising and whatnot. And um, all of that that we've learned in the past, I would say like five to 10 years about feminine rising. It's starting to actually reshape itself into something even,
0: something, a new version of that. Yeah. A lot of us, I'm finding, have that um, imbalance within our sacral chakras. Yeah. And maybe that's where that recovery comes in. Mm. Because you won't be able to master your emotions and you won't be able to feel that sacred sensuality of creativity if you don't first recover that womb space, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Allowing the rest and recover. And it's actually been coming up a lot in um, my client readings about allowing yourself to feel the softness of the feminine and just giving yourself the space to do that and the time to do that. And that masculine part of us that's been on overdrive or have maybe has been on overdrive for a while. Um, AKA your nervous system, in other words, has just been activated. It will take time to actually come out of that. Not going to be just like, Oh, now I'm resting. And no, it's your nervous system needs a little bit more than that. And whichever way there's so many different ways you can um, start to really put into that into practice in your body. So it, that recover aspect too. Like you said, I think that is really important. I'm going to pull one more from this deck for this question and see what else comes out. Okay. We have the spirit of fire. Shine your light. Ooh, shine your power. I know.
0: Such a powerful card. And these two circles here. I was gonna say that's such a pleasing visual because typically my problem with tarot cards is that the artwork is a little bit like all over the place, yeah. and I love yeah. when things just look neat and beautiful yes. and gorgeous. And yeah, and these two that's look so, cool. so complementary.
1: Isn't that interesting? Like even the colors and the shape of the circle and the circle within the circle—it's very beautiful. You're have to
0: send me a picture of those. I will.
1: Oh, I definitely will. Yeah, spirit of fire, it's, it's reclaiming that. And you, you, can, you, know, you can envision like your creative center as um, this, this flame, right? A lot, of, a lot of times when we feel like we're stagnant or blocked, it's like that flame went out. And the flame is wanting to be relit and reclaimed. But we do have to set the stage a little bit with that recover aspect. And really honoring that, because that is a huge part of the feminine.
0: And that's what happens once we recover and we you know, unleash that sacred sensuality, mm. is that that fire is going to be lit under us. It's so true. I'm loving where this is going. It's, it's making like, sense in my head. Just, I'm like,
1: this all <laughs> is tying together so nicely, as it, as it usually and does.
0: People are going to love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, that is, that is what I got for the feminine question. I like that. That's
0: cool. Um, so, I know that this question might be a little bit harder to answer for a collective, but we're going to try yes. anyway. Is there any specific areas of our lives that we should really focus our energy into right now? That, you know, I know we said mastering the emotions and recovering, um, but I'm wondering if we can. Pull any cards to get really specific yeah. on the energy that we should focus on in yeah. 2024?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm going to frame it into hopefully we can find um, more, uh, more details within like the body, mind, and soul, and seeing kind of where okay. that might, um, where we might need to put extra attention on. So just thinking about those three aspects um, physical body, the mind, the mental. Um, space and then the soul, which is your heart or, you know, your emotional space, I feel like they're very much intertwined. We'll see okay. what comes out. I'm going to use... And I, I
0: didn't... There's such a lag. Oh. <laughs> from when I talk to, like, when uh, you hear it, because I can hear it too. Okay, so the, the question actually, let me, like, read the question oh, yeah, yeah. in its entirety, because I didn't do that. That was my fault. <laughs> Are there any specific areas of life where we should focus our energy to achieve personal growth and fulfillment. Mm, So I forgot that personal growth and fulfillment part. Mm -hmm, um, But I think that's really important because we're we're all trying to grow and we're all trying to fulfill our desires.
1: Yes, we are. The next deck I'm gonna use is the animal spirit, one of my favorites. So we'll see the animals have for us today. I do have to show you, this is hilarious. On the bottom of the deck is a baby deer. Just my last name. Of
0: course. <laughs> oh my God. That's a cute deer, too. I know. Like, well, there
1: I am. There's my little deer. Come I was
0: thinking about my name because Rachel in like Hebrew means like baby sheep or Aww. like lamb or something like that. So I love that. You're a baby lamb. <laughs> We're just little feet. you're a baby deer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Okay, so let's see. What aspects of life? Well, I'm seeing now like this on a collective level, which is a lot, but the collective body, really because we have been talking about the sacral a lot, right? I was just seeing the sacral, sacral chakra being really closely tied to the heart. Because when we are creating, we are able to kind of ignite the soul, right? And ignite that fire within our soul so I think there might be something there, too, about the heart chakra, but we'll see what comes up with messages. Ooh, I like this. Okay, lizard spirit, dream the world into being.
0: Okay, that reminds me of the reptilian people.
1: Most definitely. They have, they have entered the chat. So please...
0: Like, are they finally going to expose themselves in 2024? Oh.
1: Is
0: that what Am I a reptilian? Are you a reptilian?
1: You know, there's only time will tell.
0: <laughs> oh, time will tell. I love that you brought that up, though,
1: because I actually was thinking about the UFOs, you know, how it's slow, not slowly, but it's been more sprinkled into the mainstream the past year or so. So it would be interesting in 2024 if, whether it's reptilians or aliens or just other creatures from other dimensions shout out to Sasquatch like things like that where the veil's thinning or they're coming down to our dimension or or our frequency raises where we actually can access them and see them so I love that you brought that up because I think we're getting closer as a collective to that oh yeah for sure 100% for sure I feel like
0: I will definitely meet an alien at some point in my life
1: oh I would bet you already have you just don't know that they are.
0: <laughs> yeah, but probably. But
1: you will probably meet one that's. It'll, it'll be more um, obvious.
0: Yeah, more obvious. More obvious.
1: Yeah. This this dream the world into being though makes me think about um, the mental mind and how we can start to really f- find ways to harmonize the mind and the heart so that they can work in tandem because once we can create a a cohesive harmonious relationship then it's like wow you're you are creating your dream life because our brains are computers and if we can program them the way that is helpful and actually supportive right we've been programmed in all these other crazy ways we are such magnificent beings and tapping into that power of creation which goes back to the sacral chakra again. Like there's something about like that creative power and allowing those dreams to become a reality.
0: Love that you brought that mind heart connection up because how many times have you heard different people say, Oh, my brain thinks this, but my heart wants this. And it's like, <laughs> mm. it, They're it, at it odd. feels like such a power struggle. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And I've noticed that in my own, um, Self growth and evolution, you know, and is why I've tried to change my language around it, but always feeling at odds of like, why does my brain feel like it's going this way and my heart's going that way? But then it was like, how do I actually find ways in which I can hack into my brain, create new neural pathways, and then help support my heart and vice versa? and find that harmonious place because it's the heart, right? It's more feminine and then the mind is more masculine. And it's that, that same thing we were kind of been talking about of that feminine energy, but also like, how do we harmonize that masculine? And so it's tough. (laughs) I will say it's hard. It is hard. So dreaming the world into being, um, finding, I'd say next year, finding the ways in which you can, harmonize the mind and the heart. That way, when you do have a dream and you want something to become a reality, that manifestation process just feels solid. Like it feels, you feel confident in it versus like, oh, I'm just, I mean, we're manifesting all the time, but like, if we could intentionally manifest with your mind and heart working together, we are gonna be, I think, much more pleased <laughs> with the results
0: that's that's honestly and and you've heard this before like I have kind of an ick with manifesting because it is so masculine and it is so mind orienting yeah no mind oriented yeah yeah it's yeah mind oriented um but the the whole magnetism and you know Mm -hmm. feminine embodiment is very much heart oriented yes and sometimes I I have an ick with manifestation but like the process of itself is is real and I do kind of, you know, manifest sometimes. And like, it's not like I have anything against the process of manifesting. I just think I have something against people who only mm-hmm. manifest mm-hmm. because we've got to have that heart in it also um, because if we're just doing things with our minds, then, then that's the masculine coming out. Yeah. And you got to have both.
1: Exactly. It's, and I will say I'm, right there with you. Like I did years ago on my YouTube channel, years ago, I did, a, I was so heated. I did a semi rant on manifesting and how it's become like this buzzword. And I just was like, I'm annoyed because people are framing it in a way that is so, it's so ma- masculine where it's like, oh, I do this formula, A plus B equals C. And it's like, did you know that you're, you're actually manifest—you've been manifesting every millisecond? Of your life. Right. So I yeah. feel you. you. I feel you. Like that's, yeah. Um, I want to see that video. Oh my God. No, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh no. Oh, I probably should watch it again to get re-inspired. But um, it was a few years ago. Um, but I pulled a couple more cards just from this deck on this. And the other card I got was Dove Spirit, Be Peace. And then the other one I got is Dag Spirit, Take the Lead, which I feel like this is huge. It's the cover of the deck. Um, big, big energy here, taking the lead. It's making me feel that reclaim energy again, reclamation. Um, and the BP, I mean, with all of the atrocities that are going on on a collective level, I think <laughs> next year, there's going to be a new um, relationship with peace. Like, what does that actually look like in reality, in your everyday life? So I think that's a big question even to ask yourself. Like, how can I find ways to insert peace into my life um, as we, as a collective, are going through a really— I would say, as a collective, going through a dark night of the soul. So to to keep— I love— Go ahead. Go on. (laughs) Oh, no, it's okay. I was just going to say to keep— you know, go back to the question of like, how to, to fulfill your own personal you know, you know, goals or whatnot. There's so much chaos and noise in the collective right now, which you know is obvious and it makes sense. There's also being able to hold multiple truths at once and recognizing what's going on at a collective level but, and also recognizing how do you hold the peace for yourself so you can be an anchor and be um, a vibration of peace on this earth, because that is very much needed.
0: Oh yeah, have you ever read the uh, Celestial Prophecy books?
1: That sounds familiar. I might have.
0: It's a uh, fiction book, but it's all about like manifesting, and it's a series of like four or five books. I'm actually on the last one. I've been reading it so slowly because I <laughs> don't want it to end. Because it's not often that you find fiction books yeah. that are you know, kind of feel like a self-help book and it kind of feels like it's expansive, but it's mm. still fiction. Um, but in this book, uh, and I'm not going to like spoil it, but the whole series of books is about like this prophecy mm. that is being discovered by humanity. And it's like, everyone wants it because it's going to like bring us to the next level of consciousness. But like, how do we use it in a way that is like good for us and not for evil and the governments are trying to get involved and it, it's it's very political and I remember mm. I started this book in like September or whatever and then all this stuff started going on in the world yeah and it just was so real about what was happening and I love that visual on that card that you had pulled with the dove because the book but also a lot of people mm-hmm. talk about the end of days mm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a very big uh, biblical yep. um, sort of zeitgeist that goes on about the end of days. And it's like, the, the dove was one of the symbols of peace. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, and I don't know if anyone's read the Bible. <laughs> so uh, I'll make this brief. I'm sorry, I'm always bringing it back to books. Um, no,
1: that's okay, this is, this is important though
0: the theme of like Noah's Ark and yeah. that kind of being the end of days. And I feel like for me, I always thought about, oh my God, like how would we start over, you know, if something like that were to happen, things would go ex- exactly the way that they used to be when mm. it's different. And I think just like stressing yourself out about end of days is like, a not helpful <laughs> at all, mm-hmm. but like, you don't even need to be on that arc, you know, like you don't need to put yourself in those stressful situations. You can be the peace. You can be the dove. You can be floating above the end of worlds. Yes. you know. And yeah, I just love that visual on that card.
1: I thank you for sharing that. It's such a good reminder of, of how powerful your own frequency and energy can be. And um, it actually reminded me of the show on Netflix, the Light We Cannot See. Have you seen it yet? No. Based off of a book, but it, I almost didn't watch it, but my aunt was like, we need to watch this. And so I was like, okay. Cause she, you know, I was like, my aunt likes it. I'm really happy though that she suggested it. It's one of the better series I've seen in a long time, um, based off a book, but it's about, um, World War II and, um, this girl that is in Europe and just the whole, her story of it. And, how she kept, you know, within the atrocities of, you know, war and all of the tragedy going on around her, it was such a beautiful portrayal of how she was able to hold that light within her, and have her own. She had her own storyline within the story of war, that was very much. Um, it was it was very palpable to the sense to the, this like message of what you're saying of like you can be the peace. And holding that close to you during these times is actually being of immense service, I would say, to the collective. Yeah. To the Great. collective. So
0: yeah. So powerful.
1: Those these let me just show these three cards again. So getting in touch, you know, with the mental mind, like I had said, dreaming, dreaming your world into being and remembering how you can have your mind and your heart work together. They don't have to be at odds. The masculine and feminine can work together. I just feel like I need to say that to everyone. They it, it can, it can. It's hard at first, but they can. And then take the lead. Um, I like this with this card, because I feel like that is more of what that leadership quality, may. I'm feeling, is going to have that peaceful energy to it. And so taking, that, taking the lead by being peaceful is even it's more of that feminine energy too it's not that masculine um you know go fight the war type of thing but it's more of how do we hone in on that core vibration of peace within ourselves
0: such a beautiful message
1: i love those
0: (laughs) i love those okay i have two more questions okay
1: let's do this
0: potential obstacles or negative energies, mm-hmm. if any, might we encounter in the new year? And hopefully something will show about how we can best navigate them.
1: Great question. I love this question. Okay, let's see. What, what deck wants to
0: come out for this guy? Yes, okay. So beyond
1: Lemuria... Have you heard of that ancient civilization? They say <laughs> Lemuria. Have you heard of it?
0: It sounds familiar, but uh, why don't you tell me again? Or
1: I don't know. I don't stuff. know all of the exact details, but they do. What I do know is that it was kind of um, similar to Atlantis. So it was a civilization so many hundreds, thousands of years ago that was on Earth before kind of our um iteration of our existence. So an ancient civilization um that lived during a time and then then they got wiped out unfortunately. But we'll see what they have to say.
0: Anyone would be good asking about obstacles and challenges. It's a civilization that doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. That's such a great point. I'm sorry. No, that's such a it's great too point. morbid.
1: No, not at all. Maybe that's why the the deck was calling out to me. At first, like in my head, I was like, why would I pull this deck for this? But now that you said that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, let's see here. I'm gonna, pull, I'm gonna pull three cards. Okay. All right, so the first one we have here is Furred and Feathered Friend. Then we have the Portal Keeper, another cat, Furry Friend potentially on here, which is interesting portal keeper and then we have the realm bridger so i have no idea what i means. right off the bat what i'm getting from this is so for these two cards the realm the realm bridger and the portal keeper so i think i'm not gonna be able to like say exactly what's gonna be you know what the bad things are gonna be the negative things but i think what is wanting to come across in these cards is that There are two major, I would say, timelines for Earth in the next year. And with this realm bridger, there's this question of which, I guess, realm are you going to, you know, journey on? And the portal keeper here being, okay, okay. Sorry, I was. Trying, I had to get a little message about that. But the portal keeper here, being there's going to be things that challenge you next year. The things that challenge you are going to be your portal. So the hard stuff. Please, I, I know you know it's it's tough to obviously go through the hard stuff. But if you have a choice, those two timelines to take one path that's like oh, it looks so shiny and smooth and there's no other path that doesn't look as shiny and smooth, but if they both get you to the same place, I think next year that there's going to be an invitation in that tougher one to pass through a portal that you don't even know that's in there, right? Not all that glitters is gold. So remembering that as you go through your trials and tribulations, that the easy way out could actually set you back Some. And then I feel like with the furred and feather friends, just animal energy in general are going to be huge supportive um, components during those tough times, right? Our pet, bless bless them. Like they are continuously transmuting energy for humans and just like recognizing and even just giving thanks to your furry baby. Like thank you for holding space. They hold so much space for humans. and they're continuing, continuing to do so next year, which is so beautiful because they've already done so much for us, but remembering that you can, you can rely on your, your furred and feathered friends during those hard times next year.
0: When you mentioned those two paths, mm-hmm. is it one of those situations where it's like always go with the ugly path or always go with the harder path? How can we decipher which path is right for us Mm.
1: it's it's going to be this dance of discernment right and it's really hard to like pinpoint individually I would say what that um, feeling of discernment is I would meditate on it I would just really take time to don't be quick to decide on something that feels energetically um, heavy or charged meditate on it, and then really put yourself in one timeline, walk through it in your meditation, and then put yourself in the other timeline and walk through that. And then I want you to then ask yourself, where did you actually feel the most expansion by the end of those two paths? Where do you actually feel more um, more of your essence and who you are, right? I think that's going to be a huge um, turning point for a lot of people, myself included, I feel that too, of just like, okay, I, the, the journey that I could get from taking this other path actually is feeling like there's more gems there than just going straight to the thing. So that meditation piece, um, to help discern.
0: I love that. I feel like in our world today, everyone is, has this instant gratification attitude about all things. And some things just take time. Some Mm -hmm. things take silence. Some things take rest. And we need to give ourselves the space to make those big decisions.
1: Exactly. They, those big decisions are, you know, not big by accident. And I think it's really doing yourself like service. And I don't know why, but the word justice is coming up. Like, It's really doing right by yourself to allow that time to decide and to meditate on it and to reflect on it. Um, Because of these two major timelines that are happening, I see this actually coming up in a myriad of ways. One of them it could be, for example, you're friends with someone. You know, for maybe it's like a childhood friend, and you realize someone has a view on they have a view on this, you have a view on that. They're differing views. And maybe the choice is, like, you just can't be as close to them or be their friend. So that's just one example. But recognizing that that hard choice of letting somebody go is actually, if you can walk that path and come out the other side feeling more expanded, that's where the path, the path you know, can lead to more um, abundance.
0: I think it was so beautiful that you just used that example because... I've had a lot of friendship breakups, and not that I've, like, prided myself on them, but I'm one of those people that, like, I'm constantly evolving and really self-aware of it. So the minute that I feel someone's energy is not conducive to my own growth, I'm like, peace. Yeah. And I think people hear me talk about it, and they're like, oh, well, it must just be easy for you. And it's like, no, I'm a person. I have feelings. Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah. I know it might sound like bitchy to just like up and leave your friends, whatever. And I've done it a lot. You know, it starts to harden the soul a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But also like at the end of the day, I know that I'm doing something really good for myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's that level of self-trust that I have where sometimes, like you're saying about the path, like it it might be easier to stay friends with that person or have them in your life but is it expansive yeah is it motivating you to move forward and you know get your desires and is it like one of those friendships that just helps propel you or is it keeping you held back so oh my gosh yes sorry I don't mean to like vent here no rant. No, no I love that example It, it I love that I
1: love that you brought that up too because I it reminded me of this funny moment where well it wasn't funny at the time but um in the pandemic I started dating this guy or at the beginning of the pandemic we started dating and um we were dating for a couple months we were like oh we're pandemic buddies like end of the world so in my head I was like wow like what if it's end of the world and this is who I'm with but <laughs> that was my mind. um a couple months went on but we then all, we
0: all <laughs> were like that
1: exactly a couple of men- months in the pandemic and then um like kind of feel his energy pulling away and he was like I need to come talk to you after work and I already could kind of sense where I was going came over I was just like sitting in my room. I was just like kind of like waiting for him to say, you know, the thing. And he's like, well, I, I just don't know if we should keep dating. He's like, I don't know. I thought he was just going to straight up just break up with me. But he was just like, I just wanted to talk to you. He's like, I just, just want to let you know how I'm feeling. And I just go, for better or for worse, I guess this is my higher self coming through. But I just was like, well, why don't you think about which path feels more expansive? Staying, you know, dating or not? And he instantly was like, Oh, we got to break up. When I was
0: like, Why okay. I was yeah. like, respect That's a wonderful way. That's respectful for you yeah. to like say that and give him that option. Oh my god. <laughs> I wouldn't even give him I just, that. He's like bye. Yeah.
1: yeah. You don't want me bye. Right? But that was that was one of those moments where I was like, okay, that I respect. I respected him for re- realizing that and feeling that in his body even probably like somatically that's probably why he was like right away like oh that feels better so yeah i i think with the two paths and kind of going back to that like the hard choices we have to make next year are really going to be very defining um very defining of our paths just because of this kind of splitting in the collective and 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 if you look at it as kind of like two high speed trains at the station, like which one are you gonna hop on? Like they're both leaving now and you have to decide. So there it's a lot of energy culminating. Um, and it can feel like a lot because it is a lot, but coming back to that piece, like finding that inner peace within yourself, that part of it, I think is gonna be huge too. Beautiful.
0: That's so gorgeous. I'm, I'm so excited for this next year already with these cards.
1: I know. I'm like, this is like an adventure.
0: It's so aligned. And, you know, maybe we'll do one next year. I'm. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. It'll be like a side by side where, I don't know, maybe we'll have on like, and I'm saying we, but like, <laughs> yes. because I want you to join me. I'll be like, there. Maybe we'll have on like the listeners and the listeners oh, can I tell us that. what happened for them in 2023. Four.
1: Yes. I love that. That's such I'm a speak off. it. Speak it into existence.
0: Let's organize more people's schedule. <laughs> right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know that we talked a lot about being creative and um you know meditating and those types of practices. Are there any other sort of rituals or practices that we can incorporate? into our daily routines to help maintain this. It it feels like nurturing energy to me, what what we've been describing. Yes. the recover and the, the mind heart connection. Yeah. It feels very nurturing. So are there any rituals or practices that we can incorporate to maintain this sort of nurturing energy throughout the year?
1: Mm, A great question. I, I, do this a lot with my clients actually like finding those tangible tools that they can use um, after our session to really start to um, make these changes and these shifts more physical and tangible because all of this we can talk about up here, right? In the cosmos. If it's the real question is how do we bring this down into actuality and start to incorporate this in our daily human lives. So one thing that I love to do with my clients is, Help, like, h- help them work with music and using that as a way to keep your frequency in um, a steady state because music, as we know, is so powerful. There are certain songs, though, and certain um, different types of music, right? There's the you know, 432 hertz different music. You can go on YouTube and find all of these different um, frequencies that you can work with. You can also use, um, on that, m- that note of music, by neural beat. And that'll actually help you. You can do that through meditation or um, during the day to start to synchronize your brain hemispheres, right? So really getting into that nitty gritty neural pathways, because the more we start to kind of reverse engineer this, like this harmonious relationship with our mind and heart, the easier it's going to feel. So neural beats, um, using music, then also color therapy. Um, I love to tap into the chakras with my clients and then we work with color therapy with whatever, um, chakra that they need help balancing with. So for example, if your heart is needing some balancing, you know, wearing green or putting more green around your house, um, things like that. So those are just a couple ways. I, and one more, I do want to say that's been coming up a lot. Um, in the collective, in my experience in Sphere, is EMDR. So if people are able to um, find a practitioner, and you can do that virtually too, there's this huge, right now, the right and left brain, um, finding that harmony between that is really helpful um, to help heal traumas. And just to, I would say, another one that's coming up actually is the float tank. I don't know if you've done that before, but Stuff. No, I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is scary at first, but after, I've done it once, and I, I will do it again. After doing the float tank, um, I felt like my, the parts of my brain had been recalibrated and reorganized. It was awesome. So that's another thing you could do as well. But really finding those things, I think this is what's most important. If you're going to be doing practices and rituals, finding those things that can challenge you, but also keep you in a safe space. So as we start to retrain our nervous systems and create those new beliefs, we have to also make sure we're safe. So as much as we want to do all the things, I would say first and foremost, focus on feeling safe in your body and whatever that looks like for you, finding, you know, a routine, an exercise routine, or um, doing breath work, finding ways to really feel safe within yourself first.
0: I love that. I, I'm a big fan of EMDR. Me and my therapist do it. I love it every week. Do you? Oh, that's it's amazing. So good. It's like resetting your brain, basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I do actually um, have a YouTube channel that I hardly ever post on because I did make binaural beats. Oh, you myself. did? Oh my god! And I, I literally just wanted to listen to them in myself and like have them somewhere. Yeah. So I put them up on YouTube but they're also infused with affirmations as Mm, well. I love that. So I love putting those on when I'm like doing my laundry or like, I don't know, just like reading something like that. Uh, So yeah, those are really good too. One of the things that I love to do that you didn't mention, and I don't know if this would count towards what you're saying is um, like infrared saunas. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. it's, It's pushing me past that, like uncomfortable feeling and Mm. it's like okay let's get comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. like you're gonna like be in there for an hour you're gonna sweat it's gonna feel gross you're gonna want to leave and it's it's training me to like feel my body and like be listening to my body um but also like extend my body like push past the like pain and the feeling of uncomfortableness and then I walk out of there after an hour and I feel like I could lift a car.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You're training um, that resilience muscle in a safe space, which is so key, right? Like it made me think of um, cold plunge therapy too. I love, I hate cold water, but I love cold plunge therapy. I love cold water therapy. It, it's one of those things where you can almost instantly when you're done, feel that shift.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Well, those were all of the questions that I had for you, Thank Jenny. you. And this has been such an incredible reading. Thank you. We too. I'm like, wow, we just, we really did that. I feel like I don't even like have to like, <laughs> I don't know, worry about the next year. Like I'm so looking forward to it now. And I'm sure that this resonated with more than just me.
1: It, yes. I, I hope so. I think there's a lot of little tidbits and little golden nuggets, um, in that message, and for anyone listening who you know potentially you know f- resonates with you know my readings and my energy and wants to read with me, I'm taking clients at gemremedy.com. So please reach out or send me a DM um, on Instagram at gem underscore remedy. I am loving working with clients. Like I was saying earlier, this is a newer venture for me, so it's been super exciting to dive into this new chapter and really with. I'm I'm thinking of that first card, that supportive card of faith, like just having faith in this and um, that I am being of service. So thank you again, Rachel, for having me on here and and share this with you and your audience.
0: Of course. And if you haven't listened to the previous episode, uh, go ahead and tune into that now. It's episode 16 with Jenny, and it's all about being proud of yourself, and honoring your stress, finding joy in your career, learning when to rest, which goes back to that recovery. We got to learn how to rest and um, really creating a heart-centered business, which is what you're doing here, Jenny. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) I am. Oh, that feels so good. (laughs) Yeah, we, we just recorded an episode about it, and here you are. Here I am. Freaking living, breathing, doing it. Just like that. So much alignment. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for listening. And I will um, catch up with you all in the new year.